Hey, Amen. Welcome to Northern Kentucky Baptist Church tonight. Glad you're here with us. We're going to start tonight by standing together and singing the Christmas song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. We'll sing that through tonight. house tonight. We got to start out the day here and we get to finish up the day here and we're glad you're here with us tonight. Let's bow our heads together for a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the many blessings that you've given to us, that you've bestowed on us and we're grateful. We thank you for this Christmas season when we can sing the Christmas carols and, and lift our voices in praise to you and we ask that you'll just bless us as we go through this month of December that we will think about the real purpose and meaning of Christmas and, and share that with others and point people to you. We ask you to bless our service tonight. Help us to be attentive to you and sensitive to you and to your Holy Spirit and just ask you to speak to our hearts in a mighty way. We do pray for those that cannot be here tonight, some that are ill at home. We ask for your healing touch. 
for your strength upon them. We pray especially for uh, Jan Boggs, just for your comfort and grace for her, and pray that you'll give her your peace and just be with her in a special way in the in the passing of uh, Brother Kurt and meet their meet her needs, Lord. We pray and all of their family as well. And we pray that you'll help us as we go through this week. That we will uh, share the gospel and give out gospel tracts and and let folks know who we know and who we love. Point them to you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. Again, we're glad to have the Moors with us tonight. We were blessed this morning with the Sunday school. If you didn't get to hear the Sunday school lesson, go online and and listen to it on Genesis chapter 1. It would be a great blessing to you. If you missed Sunday morning, you can go online and listen to that. If you're here tonight and you missed tonight, you can go online and listen to it too. All right? But that's one of the things, I, it was good last week when I was sick to be able to watch the, the live stream, but it's not the same as being here, amen, and being live, and uh, so I'm glad I was live, I just wasn't here, I was watching the live stream, but thank you for being here tonight. Listen to the choir, they're going to sing for you the song, Justified. It'll let you know, this is actually one of the songs that's going to be in our cantata, it's on the 18th. We're excited about this, but this song is called Justified because it's talking about what happens at the moment of salvation. We are truly made just as if we'd never sinned in the eyes of our God. So it's a wonderful thought. I just wanted to remind you of that before we sing our song tonight.
song is so exciting to hear and a great reminder of what we get to look forward to. You don't have to worry about that sin and that baggage that we carry all the time. That's not something that God sees as us when we're Christians. He, gets, he sees his son. It's just a beautiful thought. It's just, I get excited when I think about that song. We're going to stand and sing our welcome song tonight. Our welcome song is Good Christian Men Rejoice. So we'll sing that through as the choir comes on down. Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Give ye heed to what we say. News, news, Jesus Christ is born today. Box and ask before him now, and he is in a manger now. Christ is born today. Christ is born today. Let's go ahead and sing that last verse, gentlemen, that last verse. Let's try that one. Ready? Here we go. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now ye need not fear the grave. Peace, peace, Jesus Christ was born to save. Calls you one and calls you all to gain his everlasting home. Christ was born to save, Christ was born to save. Great singing tonight, thank you. Please be seated. Amen. Our scripture memory for this week and this month is Genesis chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. If you'll join me, we'll say those verses together. Ready? Genesis 1, 21 through 25. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beasts of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Genesis 1. 21 through 25. Aren't you glad God added those words and God saw that it was good? Amen. Everything God did is, was good and is good. And hope you'll be working on those verses um, this month. Brother Lonnie Morn is what? No, just Lonnie's going to sing. He's on his own tonight. And uh, so he, Gail did so well with him this morning, she wanted to see if he could do as well without her. So he's going to come soon. I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea, and the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When I wet my sight, there I dimly descried a stately old vessel 
and loudly I cried, Ship ahoy, ship ahoy, and loudly I cried, ship ahoy, t'was the old ship of Zion, the sailing along all aboard her seemed joyous i heard their sweet song and the captain's kind ear ever ready to hear caught my wail of distress as i cried out in Ship ahoy, ship ahoy, as I cried out in fear, ship ahoy, the good captain commanded a He took me on board And I'm happy today All my sins washed away In the blood of my Savior And now I can say Bless the Lord Bless the Lord Sinking down Nissan's merciless wave, the strong arm of our captain is mighty to save. Then trust him today and no longer delay, for the old ship of Zion can shout on your way. Praise God. I'm on that ship. I hope everyone can be on that ship too. Amen. Thank you, Brother Lonnie. We're going to stand and sing our next song, The First Noel. The First Noel. We'll stand together. Was to certain 
reading this evening, we're in the Gospel of John, chapter 4. Gospel of John, chapter 4. We'll begin reading in verse 4 and read down through verse 15. John, chapter 4, and verse 4. The Bible says, And he must needs go through Samaria... Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Water, Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, 
and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for that, for that living water. What an amazing thing that is that, that you offer to each and every one of us freely. Lord, I just pray that, that tonight, Lord, you would just fill Brother Moore with your Holy Spirit, use him and help him in a mighty way. And I just pray that you'd bind Satan and his demons from attacking or distracting in any way in the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I just pray that our hearts would be open to exactly what it is that you'd have for us. Lord, thank you for your word. We just pray that you'd bless the reading and preaching of it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter number four. Have you ever been thirsty? I mean, really thirsty. When you are really thirsty, Thirsty, nothing will do but water. When I'm really thirsty, don't give me chocolate milk. And I'm, I'm really thirsty, don't, you, don't give me pop, and please don't give me diet pop. All right? Oh, please, don't do that. Just give me a good, just good cold drink of water. I can remember when I played basketball in high school and the coach would often, he would often take us out on the bus four miles. Now, I, I grew up in the mountains and uh, so there's one of those mountain schools. He would take us four miles out and he would set us out and this is getting us in shape in the fall of the year, four miles out and then he would behind us with the bus and drive us back to the gym. I can remember being so thirsty. I had heard that chewing gum would help, but you do not use tea berry, cinnamon tea berry, because when you are very thirsty, when you get dry mouth, it will disintegrate in your mouth and strangle you. And that's what happened to me. Oh, I'm telling you, being so thirsty couldn't wait, and I don't know what it was, but that coach he would not take water breaks. He would not. I mean, it was, they've, they've certainly learned better by now after the few people have perhaps dehydrated and come near death. But nevertheless, being thirsty, when you're really thirsty, you want a drink of water. Here in John chapter 4, we find three real thirsty people or groups of people. Here in this passage of Scripture, and I want you to notice there is an unusual opportunity that someone has in this passage of Scripture to give the creator of water a drink of water. Here in this passage of Scripture, the Lord Jesus asked a woman, give me to drink. Now why did he ask that? Because he was thirsty. Isn't it un unbelievable that the creator of water 
would desire water? Had the Lord Jesus so inclined himself since he created the water? He made the water in the, that was in the well. He could have made it a fountain. That well could have turned into a fountain. He didn't need anyone. But the Lord Jesus subjected himself to humanity and he asked of this woman, give me to drink. Now she's thirsty as well. She's come to the well to get water. But Jesus asked her, do you remember one of the last statements that the Lord Jesus made from the cross? He cried out in John 19 and verse 28, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Isn't that amazing? I believe as thirsty as the Lord Jesus was, there upon the cross of Calvary, I believe he could, if he were here tonight, Standing in my stead where I stand, I believe Jesus could truthfully say to this congregation tonight, I thirst. I believe the thirst that Jesus cried from the cross of Calvary he still has at this moment. I believe the thirst that the Lord Jesus had at the well when he asked the woman, if Jesus were standing in my stead tonight facing this congregation, I believe that he could say to you and I tonight, give me to drink. I want to ask you, when was the last time you gave Jesus a drink of water? When was the last time? Have you given him drink today? Because we find in the scriptures, and here in this passage of scripture, the thirst of our divine Savior. Now, there's others in this passage that we find thirsty, but first, let's consider the thirst of Jesus. The thirst of Jesus. Now, the thirst we see is, that is revealed in this passage of Scripture, there is the thirst revealed in of His humanity. He was flesh. And he identified with you and I that he took upon himself, the word was made flesh. And every need that you and I have, physically, Jesus subjected himself to. I cannot find any place, any place in the scriptures where he met his own need. 
every, every place I see that Jesus had a desire, someone, he subjected himself to someone to satisfy and meet that need. We see the thirst of his humanity. Consider that thirst that he revealed there upon the cross. When he cried, I thirst. Can you imagine the thirst of the Lord Jesus? The evening before, there in the garden, praying, his sweat becoming as drops of blood, in which there in the garden he became dehydrated, and there in the garden when they took him and brought him to the house of Caiaphas, where all night he was beaten and interrogated there without a drop of water, then taken, scourged by the Romans, and as the Word of God reveals in a prophetic passage of Scripture in Psalms, one of the Messianic Psalms describes that crucifixion and that suffering of our Lord as it says, all my bones stare at me. As those Roman soldiers took the scourges and ripped and tore the flesh from the Savior till exposing his uh, ribs and, and uh, uh, his uh, skeleton there. Can you imagine, I've heard it said that on the battlefields, men that are wounded, they cry for water, please give me a drink of water. If you've ever had surgery, and you awaken from surgery, can you remember, I, I remember just as a boy the first time I experienced surgery, and I did that a couple of times. But I remember that thirst when you awoke, and they would not give you anything to satisfy that thirst. I can remember asking the nurse, oh, please, can I have a drink of water? And I could remember that precious nurse saying, honey, I wish I could, but I can't. Thirst of the Lord Jesus, then paraded through the streets, bearing His cross in open shame in the heat of the day as they took the Lord Jesus there to Mount Calvary. They stripped Him, nailed Him to the cross, this cross of crucifixion and the suffering as He hung there. The word excruciating that we use sometimes for excruciating pain should only be reserved and used for suffering that would, would uh, uh, certainly uh, portray its meaning, for the word excruciating was a word created meaning out of the crucifixion or out of the cross. Excruciating. No way to imagine the thirst of the Lord Jesus there as He hung upon the cross. We see the thirst of His humanity. 
Psalm 22, verse 15, another messianic psalm says, My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. Another messianic psalm, Psalm 69, verse 21, They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. We see the thirst of His humanity demonstrated here in the portion of Scripture that we just read in John chapter 4, demonstrated at the well. He's there at the well. He's sitting upon the well. For one reason, He is thirsty. The thirst of His humanity. But a far greater thirst, I believe that we see described in this passage of Scripture, far greater thirst that is that he cries from the cross greater than the thirst of his humanity is the thirst that he has for humanity for you and for me notice there in verse number 4 of our text he must needs go through samaria he must needs go through Samaria. Why? The disciples had no desire to go through Samaria. They would detour around Samaria. The woman said it right when she saw the Lord Jesus. Jews don't ask Samaritans for a drink. They have no dealings with the Samaritans, but not the Lord Jesus. Why? Because He has a thirst. Greater than His physical thirst. Greater than the thirst of His humanity is His thirst for humanity. And may God help you and I tonight that you and I may get a fresh realization of His thirst tonight. The Lord Jesus tonight would say to you and I, give me to drink. He is thirsty. And there may be someone here tonight as lost as that woman there that was approaching the well. You're as lost without the Messiah. You're as lost without the Christ. And Jesus is thirsty for your soul. We see His thirst, an insatiable thirst for lost humanity. 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. That's the thirst of the Lord Jesus. In Isaiah 44, verse 3, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my Spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. The Word of God closes with an invitation. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. 
And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Tonight, Jesus is thirsty for lost humanity. I want us to notice the thirst of the sinful woman. She too is thirsty. The reason she comes to the well, she has a thirst that has never been truly satisfied. Day after day she came, she drank, and as Jesus said to her, you're going to thirst again. It will not satisfy. This woman, we see that she drank from the various places the world had to offer, but never satisfied. My dad, when he was in Korea, he said sometimes he and his squad would be sent out on excursions and trying to locate and find the enemy. And dad said there was on occasion that he was, they were out for two or three days, they ran out of water. And he said he became so thirsty, he said, my tongue. He said, my tongue began to stick to the roof of my mouth. He said it began, became so thick. He said, I was so thirsty. He said, we, as we walked, he said, I, I saw a boot print. And in the heel of that boot print was a little puddle of water. My dad said, I knelt and I drank from that muddy boot print. He said, for a little while, it satisfied that thirst. But he said, it put me in the hospital. He got hepatitis from drinking out of that mud hole. This woman had tried to satisfy the thirst and the cravings within her by drinking from the mud hole of pleasure, of sin for a season. Time and time again, she had gone and she had tried the pleasures of this world only to find they did not satisfy and her thirst grew greater. She drank from the mud hole of acceptance, of relationships, and rejection was all she tasted. She had had five husbands. The man that she was living with presently was not her husband. She was in another failing relationship. She drank, she drank, she drank only to find her thirst growing greater. She drank from the mud hole, the mud hole of man-made religion. There are thousands, Satan has supplanted thousands of man-made religions that offer to satisfy the thirst of a soul but it may for a season, for a little while, 
but it can never, never satisfy. The woman said to the Lord Jesus, said, you Jews, the woman said to Jesus, said, you Jews worship up at Jerusalem, but we Samaritans, we worship in this mount. And by the way, the temple and the reference that she made was what was built after um, Nehemiah had kicked out the, the uh, phony priest and kicked out uh, uh, the false religions and they went to Samaria and built their temple there. And they, uh, they made their man-made religion. And, but as she is thinking, all religions are all the same. He said, you, uh, she said, we drink up here at this mountain. You Jews drink up there at that mountain. But Jesus said, you drink, you know not what. He said, you don't know what you're drinking, but if you were to drink of the water that I have to give, he said, you would never thirst again. And you and I who know and have drunk from that water of life, we know what Jesus said is true. But that woman had tried to satisfy the thirst of her soul only to find herself more thirsty. Man made religion. But when she was offered from the Lord Jesus from that, to drink from that eternal well, she drank. She drank. Now I want to point out something that she did. What did she do next? Do you remember? Do you recall from the scripture? Let's look. After she, as Jesus said, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this she came, then came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what seekest thou? Notice verse 28. The, the woman then left her water pot. And went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? She did two things to satisfy the thirst of the Lord Jesus. First, she left her water pot. Nobody else ever had. She said it right. She said to the Lord Jesus, You have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. Do you realize what that woman did? no one else had done before her? No, because everybody's water pot, it's for me. My four and no more. The water pot that I have, that it, this is my water pot. And this is for me. This is for me to draw the water from. But no, she left her water pot. Why? Because Jesus is thirsty. He needs water. She satisfied the thirst of his humanity. How can you satisfy the thirst of the humanity of the Lord Jesus that he has? I believe the same today. Jesus said this, For whosoever shall give a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. Jesus went on to say, if you do it unto one of the least of these, you have done it unto me. When was the last time you did something to satisfy the thirst of the Lord Jesus when you did it 
for someone else to meet someone else's need in the very name of Christ. Praise God for the ministries this church has in giving a drink, to give a, a, a food, or to give, a, a, to try to meet even the physical needs of people for the cause of what? To satisfy the thirst that Jesus has for lost humanity. Every one of us, you ought to be engaged, you ought to be involved in ministry and find a ministry that this church offers that you can be daily satisfying the thirst of the Lord Jesus. Pastor just previously has just stood and encouraging you, get you some tracks. And go find people. Find ways. It may cost you something. You may have to, I don't know, like I, uh, I've done before. You see somebody hungry, and, and so you go get them a hamburger. Go get them something to drink and sit down with them. Say, here, let me help you here. But you don't realize when you do that, you're doing it for Jesus, satisfying the thirst of his humanity, but a greater thirst that he has for lost humanity. I thirst, he cries. I thirst, and do you and I care that he thirst? His thirst is still greater today, I believe, than it was there upon the cross. Only you, he has subjected himself to you and I to satisfy that thirst. That woman did that. She went into the city. She said, come see a man that told me all things that ever I did is not this the Christ. Come, come and see. Come and drink of that water. Come and satisfy the thirst that the Lord Jesus had. The very reason that Jesus came to Samaria was to meet the thirst that, and satisfy the thirst that he has for those who are lost. You and I can satisfy that thirst for the Lord Jesus, she left her water pot. Thirdly, I want us to consider the thirst of the disciples. They too were thirsty. They were hungry. And they went into the city to try to satisfy the thirst and the hunger that they had. I believe it is manifested here that the disciples, they had a thirst for social acceptance. What was their real concern? Jesus said, we must needs go through Samaria. And they said, really? Really? No doubt they too had already said and voiced their uh, displeasure as perhaps the woman. You know that the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus said, I must needs go through. But they were more concerned, and when they came back from the city, they wondered why he talked to her. Why, why should he bother himself with this Samaritan? You see, their thirst, and the thirst that they had was temporal. They would hunger again. They would thirst again. They thirsted for that really which would not 
satisfy. Sadly, like you and I, on many occasions, we're more thirsty for the things which cannot satisfy than to satisfy that thirst, the thirst that the Lord Jesus has for humanity and of His humanity that can only be met by you and I. He has subjected ourselves to this. I had not thought of this as I studied this and then it hit me. Think of the attitude that woman had when she came to Jesus, seeing him sitting upon the well. She knew he was one of them. Remember, she came out of the city. Where, where did the disciples go? They went into the city. No doubt they passed. No doubt, like the Pharisee and the Levite, who pass by on the other side. Because the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. When Jesus came, when the woman came to Jesus, you're one of them. You see, her attitude of Him was the response of His disciples. And do you realize, and I've had it said to me, Oh, you're just like all the rest of them Christians. You don't care. You don't care. Have you ever had that said to you? Thrown up in your face? Oh, you're just one of those church-going people. You're like all the rest of them, and what they think of our Jesus is what they think of us. They had passed by on the other side. Jesus said, No, I've had meat to eat that you know not of. And then he said, Say not ye, there are four months. And then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes. Look on the fields. They're wide already to harvest. Jesus is saying here, don't say, while well, we've just planted the crops, it's still going to be four months until it's time to harvest. I'm telling you, lift up your eyes and look now. The harvest is coming. White unto harvest. Some have suggested the white turbans upon that multitude of men coming. Jesus referenced, look, the field is white. Get ready to harvest. Get ready to satisfy my thirst. This woman is satisfying my thirst because I thirst. The thirst of these disciples. This woman who had only known the Lord Jesus for a few moments or perhaps just an hour or two. few hours. She did more to satisfy the thirst of the Lord Jesus than those seasoned disciples. Some of you here tonight, you say, but <laughs> I haven't been saved very long. I, I have so few talents and so few abilities. 
oh, I've had such a bad life. Do you realize this woman, this sinful woman, she brought, and, and read on there, it says that there was a multitude. They came because of the testimony of the woman, but when they heard him, oh, so many, but based on his word, they took him as their savior. There's not any of us here tonight they could not do more to satisfy the thirst of the Lord Jesus. He's as thirsty tonight as when he sat upon the well. He thirsts tonight as he did hanging upon the cross. What are we doing to satisfy the thirst of the Savior? Tonight, someone may be here. You're so thirsty. You're still longing. That thirst within your soul has never truly been satisfied. Maybe you have tried religion. Maybe you have tried with efforts, vain efforts, to satisfy that thirst with various means. Telling you tonight, Jesus is that eternal well of water springing up. You'll never thirst again if you drink of the water of life freely. I want to give you an invitation tonight. If, you're, if you haven't got that thirst satisfied, come tonight. You take, you take this pastor or one of these men or one of these dear ladies say, well, oh, show me from the word of God. I need, a, I need a drink of that water. Give me that water, as that woman said, that I thirst never again. But every one of us tonight, I got convicted. And I'm going to tell you, there's not a preacher that's worth his salt that don't get convicted by his own preaching and by his own study of the Word of God. And when I got hold of this, I saw it. And I felt I was more like the disciples oft times than I was that woman. Every one of us tonight ought to get a fresh glimpse of the cross. And we ought to listen tonight and hear Jesus say, I thirst. And you and I can meet that thirst. and We need to be. And it be for his humanity. We need to do more. Humanly speaking and reaching people. Loving the lost as the Lord Jesus did. Going out of our way. Inconveniencing ourselves. Stooping to give a drink of water to those that will satisfy the thirst of his humanity. But don't forget in doing so to satisfy the greater thirst that Jesus has for lost humanity. Let's bow our heads. While our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed for a moment. Are you thirsty tonight? Are you thirsty tonight? Have you drank of that eternal well? Do you have a well within you springing up? to everlasting life? Was there that day that 
You, like that woman, met Jesus. Said, oh, give me that water. And you put your faith and trust in him, what he did for you. How many of you, with a thankful hand, raised to heaven, say, yes, preacher. There was a day I trusted Jesus as my Savior. I drank from the well. Didn't deserve to, but like that woman, sinful woman, I drank. Yes. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. Praise the Lord. You may take your hand down. Is there someone who could not certainly raise your hand and your hearts? And maybe there may be somebody that's like my wife who struggled and just didn't have that settled and you have a longing within your soul. Would there be somebody here tonight just slip up your hand and say, Preacher, I'm not certain. I don't know. If I died right now, I'm not certain that I would go to heaven. Pray for me. Would you slip up your hand? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to come to where you're at. I'm not going to point you out. But would you have enough concern just to slip up that hand and say, Preacher, yes, Preacher, pray for me. I am thirsty. Slip it up while I wait just a moment. All right, yes, God bless you. I see that hand. Would there be another? Would there be another? I really am struggling with having this settled. Pray for me. Would you slip up your hand? Okay, next question. When was the last time you satisfied the thirst that Jesus has? Were you, are you convicted tonight, as I have been, that I have not sufficiently met the request and the desire that Jesus subjected himself to to meet and satisfy his thirst. How many of you tonight say, yes, preacher, that's me. God, help me. Would you slip up your hand and say, preacher, yes, remember me in this prayer. I need to, I need to do more to meet the thirst of the Savior. Yes, hands all over. How many of you do just right now Holy Spirit has put somebody upon your heart like this Samaritan woman. Is there somebody right now that you know that Jesus is thirsty for that you would say, Lord, you being my help, I'm going to give a cup of cold water in your name. I want to help meet your thirst. Is there somebody on your heart it may be a brother, it may be a sister, or son or daughter, father, mother, maybe a cousin, maybe a friend, maybe a next door neighbor, it may be somebody that you work with and you've never, Jesus is so thirsty, but you've never tried to satisfy that thirst. How many say, preacher, yes, there's somebody, there's someone, would you slip up your hand? Yes, all over. My hand's certainly raised. Heavenly Father, You gave your son down to this old sinful world to be thirsty. And Lord Jesus, I believe tonight you cry, I thirst. How many today have we tried to satisfy that thirst and to reach and to give a drink, to give that everlasting water that they too, thank you for satisfying our souls that we know we'll never thirst again spiritually. 
And we know that one day we're going to be able to wade if we want to in that river of life that's flowing from your throne. I, what a day that's going to be, but oh, most people are not going to make it. And we have, we have the water of life. Lord, help us to be the bride and like the spirit who say, come and drink of the water of life freely. Lord, meet, may your thirst be met here tonight with what you want to accomplish in this service. In your blessed name, amen.